This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. And now Wilson. They've got Manic behind McCormick. Misses the hook shot, but got it back. Wants it again. Wants it. Puts it up. Got it. That's what they want from him. Get involved. You missed it again. And now Kansas on top by one. High low action right now. Yeah, that's Wilson. their game right there. McCormick, you better go up. Bannett trying to keep him away, and he hits another one. Two straight down the floor. Game's on the line. You got adrenaline pumping. If you got a desire, you're going to go get it. You know, I snatched a rebound with two hands. The coach talks about just keeping the ball high and going right back up. And that's the only thing that was going through my mind. I'm right here. I'll be working on touch shots every day. I'm able to use both hands. Why not get a quick basket and get back on defense? Down on Manic, and here we go. Manic circling around. He slipped underneath. They go to Love. Love's going to be the one to take it. Puts up the shot. It's off. The game is over. And Kansas completes the biggest championship comeback. Welcome on in, BetQL, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. We got a loaded show. Kenny Kim on the Masters. We'll do a lot of baseball as we look forward to opening day in just three days. And of course, two days. And of course, Brian Scalabrini on the NBA. But we start with what turned out to be quite an ending in the national championship game. UNC led by 15. An unbelievable first half by North Carolina. And look, if you had Carolina plus the four at halftime, you were like, I got this. This is good. And it it, well, it, it did work. You did yeah. get it. It did. But you didn't get the win. And if you had them, you know, whatever, money line, you probably felt great as well. Guys, they, the, the, the comeback there by Kansas was enormous. I thought in the second half, Carolina was out of gas. I just, you know, we played out the, could they get back up emotionally from the Duke thing? That wasn't a problem. They were fine. They, I thought they ran out of gas in the second half. I just thought they were tired. Like, they just – they looked tired in the second half. That was a very hot, frenetic game in the first half. They ran out of gas. They couldn't shoot. Kansas came back. Joe, Kansas are the champs. They did not cover, though, the four points. <laughs> did not. Um, the four, four and a half, whatever number you got, if you laid it with uh, rock chalk. But Kansas tried to give it away, didn't they? Didn't they at the very end? Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people saying, oh, Tar Heels choke job, Bill Self got lucky. No, 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 no. You, you make your own way. You don't win six games in the tournament, do or die spots by accident. And they had you know, an easy path, and a very easy path. That's, that was one of the main takeaways after Selection Sunday. And they got some injury help from opposition. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. You've got to give them full credit. But, man, did they almost give that one away. How do you step out of bounds, Harris? How do you do that to give them another shot? Uh, Bill Self, look at the resume, second title. You know, so there aren't going to be any questions anymore. And as we're seeing a lot of the great coaches leave the game right now, he gets a second title. And who knows how long he's going to be there. Maybe not coaching next year. But that's another story that we can get to. The um, How do you not foul? Up three? How do you give them that opportunity? I don't know. There were some big mistakes by the Jayhawks. It looked like they were the ones that almost choked that one away. Aaron, what was your reaction? That Kansas comeback was unbelievable. I mean, they were just absolutely dominant in the second half. I was a little surprised that David McCormick didn't get most outstanding player. I thought he had a better night. And it kind of made me feel like, you know, is this even worth betting? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? We're here trying to find value. One of the guys we threw out who had value play, had the best night, and he didn't get the award. Terrible decision. So, it's terrible. Yeah. That, that was ridiculous. What, what did Abaji do last night? I mean, you're like, oh, Nothing. he's most outstanding. He was great on he Saturday. He had a ho-hum night as far as I was He made concerned. four shots. I mean, let's just break it. Let, let's call it what it is. He, he made missed a lot shots. of free throws. He missed a lot of free throws. 12 yeah. points. He was three of eight from the free throw line. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, McCorm McCormick was that? the best player on the floor for Kansas. And late in the game, and I know the injury happened to the big guy on North Carolina, which which definitely, you mentioned injury luck. I mean, it's just like over and over for Kansas. But what do they kept doing late? They kept feeding McCormick, right? It, he, here's the ball. Put it in. Let's win the game. Like, they're up one. They gave it to him. Go, Let's go up three. He was their guy late. I, I just. Boards. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I I feel like uh, he got snubbed a little bit. You know, he should have he should have got that award. And I don't he know got, if it was name recognition or yeah. what, but you know, it uh, it went to Abaji. Um, the other thing that was interesting, we we're talking a lot about Caleb Love. He had an off night, five of twenty four from the field. So I felt like they had been relying on him yeah. um, a lot throughout the tournament, and he had an off night, and I think you know that affected North Carolina a bit too. Yes, I'm a and Cormac, that that was a good bet. That and it yes, was. That was just. A I was like, we good bet. <laughs> wasn't isn't Abaji? Shouldn't he have been third? I know I a couple of us are biased towards Remy, but I mean, if you're looking at complete picture, look, it wasn't going to happen after the three point night against Dude, Remy. Remy didn't even make first team. They like did we miss those three threes in the second half? Yeah. Like Apparently. and not to mention, like, are they there? Do they even make the final four without him? I they don't, don't make that comeback without him. I'll tell you that much. They don't make that comeback. Uh, and I mean, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. No. So anyway, I think Abaji was third on the depth chart. What did we learn from that? Like, is that is it just you know what? You might as well have some some of the star power because like I'll bet the chalk on the most yeah. outstanding player. I don't know as much about the inner workings of the process of that as, say, the Super Bowl MVP. But we, what we've got to consider, we're, we're sitting at home and we're, we have all the numbers in front of us and we don't have other jobs. And, and that's what we're paying attention to because we bet on it. If it's the same as the Super Bowl MVP and how the voting process goes, uh, keep in mind, that's got to be announced like right after the first commercial break. So they've got to tally all the votes, count them up, get him to this guy, get some that guy, double checks, and then get some to Nance to go on the air and make the presentation on the air. So there's a rush. When is that voting taking place? Is it if this team wins, this is my pick. If that team wins, this is, my, is it done online? I don't know the inner workings of that, but if it's the writers like it is for the Super Bowl, they're like just throwing a name and it's usually the, the biggest star. And, yeah. and they're not breaking down, oh, McCormack, 40 and 19 in the final four and he's on the champion and it's a big buckets late. I, I think we think about it much more than the voters seem to. Yeah. I also don't know if it's like the Super Bowl. That vote has to be in before what the two minute warning. So I don't know if this has to be in at the right. under four timeout, but yeah, I mean, it is 2022. The game. <laughs> like, like the, the whistle sounds, the final horn goes off. You hit a button on your phone and boom, the like results are tallied. Like that's how it should be. Right. Like, so right. here's my question. Like when, when the voters are sitting down, what are they voting for? The most outstanding player of the NCAA tournament 
or the final, final four. four. You can't final not. It, so hold on. The award, though, in general, is just for the final four, or like in, it's. That's what they say when they make the announcement. And the they most say outstanding the player, most player of the final, player of the final four. Got the it. hard part okay. is like. My point is going to be like, is this unless someone goes off for 30 in the title game, is it already written in stone because the favorite's the favorite, right? Like the best player in Kansas had had big games, right? He was he's been their best player and he wasn't last night. You see what I mean? Like does does the title game matter as much as it should? It it should it should we weighed heavily. You know, I don't feel like it was. He had a big half and he hit the first shot last night. Right. Right. He won it because of Saturday, and they won the title. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I guess if you look at maybe they're like, David McCormick didn't show us enough in those other games, but he had a really good game last night. Yeah. I think it should be 75-25. If we're just voting on the final four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Championship game is 75%. The other games, 25. I like that. So I, I felt for Carolina at the end when Maddox slipped. Like when he slipped on the curl, like the last possession when Love had to shoot it. I don't know if he would have made the shot, but like he was their best option. Look at the shooting last night for that team. Love was, they're all terrible, except I mean, Manic shot the ball well last night. I know he's getting hit in the face every five seconds, but he was three of six from three. The other guys, the other guys combined on Carolina last night were two of 17 from three. If you played Manic over two and a half made threes every game, you went six for six. Wow. We, we talked about it. He hit at least three trays in every single game of the tournament. And, and that one cashed early last night. Mm-hmm. Early. So, I mean, that was impressive. Uh, you know, Bakeout early on was giving them more than I thought. But in the end, like you look at it, okay, 15 and 15. Wow, that's amazing. Three for 13. Right. I mean, that that's why North Carolina had so many more rebounds. A guy like Bakeout missed, missed 10, 10 field goals. Field goal attempts in that one. But um, no, you've, you've got to give full credit, even though everything fell their way. That, that's what you need when you win a national championship. You need things to go your way. And it certainly did for Kansas. Um, they win the title, and they're the reigning champs. And I don't think they'll be back-to-back champs because I don't think Bill Self's going to be going to be on the sideline. But uh, is Hubert Davis going to be back? If not, where is he going? No, I mean in the title game. Oh, oh yeah. I loved what he did in this tournament. I, I, for a team that wasn't, I mean, like seven weeks ago, I was reading an article. I remember reading it like le- mid-February, late February. Are they going to make the tournament? Because they were 0-7 in quad one games at that point. It was like, you know, they weren't even on the radar. To, yeah. And then to get to where they got to last night, um, yeah, I think Hubert Davis in North Carolina will be back. How about the play? We haven't talked about the play where he ran out of bounds and the foot on the line. I mean, that. Oh, Harris. Th- there's uh, your spread. I mean, it's a three-point game. He gets fouled. Yeah. It's going to likely go to four, probably five if he hits both. And you probably cover if you've got a Kansas ticket instead. He steps out of bounds, giving Carolina life again. But also, Aaron, he I mean, that foot on out of bounds line costs betters a ton of money. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking I took North Carolina money line. I should have just taken them on the spread. So I had the same thought, <laughs> and that's easy to say now. Uh, right. Yeah. I, it was what I thought in the morning when I was looking back at my bets, like, dang it, yeah. I missed it. I don't know. We had, we had that conversation for you guys that just needed Kansas to win, that you could hit both sides. Yeah. And if I, one thing I brought up that I guess, and again, easier to say now, I think what I probably should have done was 
Well, perfect world based on the result, like 50% of the hedge on the money line, 50% of the hedge on the spread. That way, if, you know, the spread hits, the money line does not, you know, that's covered. However, at halftime, yeah. it's like, man, I'm sure glad I bet the money line on Carolina, you know? True, true. Yeah. Well, I, w- I was in no, a No, it's just one of those things when you're bummed you lost a bet, you think about what right, you could have right. done. <laughs> so, yeah, Joe O, how'd it work out for you? It was fine. It was fine. I'm glad I I'm glad I hedged. I was in a different spot for people that didn't listen to yesterday's show. I was in a position to take home two last man standing, but I need Kansas to cover I needed Kansas to cover the four and a half. And I was thinking that was gonna happen until Harris walks out of bounds. And um, so I hedged with, you know, the thousand dollar risk free bet at one of the sites that I had not bet at yet. Uh, so that was my plan. I'm and I'm happy I hedged. Even Mattress Mac and Charles Barkley backing the same side did not do in the Jayhawks last night. It was, it was finally Mattress Mac got a win. He just kept, you know, doubling, doubling, doubling. What do you have like 12, 13 million on that game? Allegedly. At some point he had to win one by accident. So Kansas oh, yeah. lar- largest comeback ever in the title game. Um, so tournament just as a whole dogs, 35 and 27 against the spread 56.5%. The underdogs unders, finished 55.6%. And the title game obviously went under um, last night, under the 150. Mm-hmm. Was it close at 152, I think, last night? So it was an under, unders and dogs tournament for the most part. That That's that's where the money was in this NCAA tournament. And Joe, you mentioned next year. I was already looking at some uh, top 25, some odds for next year. The one that stood out, um, one of the rankings I looked at this, because, you know, everyone's writing up their, their rankings already for next year. Arkansas with Eric Musselman. Coming back with a lot of players from from this year. Yep, Arkansas is one that a, a lot of people are talking up. Our guest yesterday, Matt Cox, I asked him that very question, and he said Houston. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, depending where you look, there were some spots that had very short numbers on Houston where they were a top 10 in the odds, and some I did not see them up there in the odds. So that, that's just something to, to keep an eye on. But, uh, but yeah, I'm... I'm not going to place a wager so they can hold my money for 365 days if I do have something live in the in the national championship game. Yeah. Kansas so right now in FanDuel, Kansas 13 to 1, Arkansas 13 to 1, Duke 13 to 1. Those are your three co-favorites for next year. Houston 14 to 1, UCLA, and then we're down to Kentucky Carolina 15 to 1. So those are your Early favorites. It's weird seeing Gonzaga at 17 to 1, considering this whole year they were like the odds on favorite. Wow. Just weird seeing that number. Who's Nobody's eager to bet them already? Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's eager no, to bet on any of the bags. It's too All soon anything for me. Are we going to wait? I mean, I was just one thing, one name I saw out there at decent numbers that I think have even come down overnight was people have talked about Creighton a lot out there. Um, I so saw that. Like, oh, Sam Pacini do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, not people were saying there was a 90 out there and then a 70. I see 50s and 55s right now. I don't know. I'm like, don't have to. It's kind 40 of, here. Yeah. 40 on FanDuel. I'm not, I'm not doing a whole year of future on a 40. Don't chase that. Right. Don't chase that. We'll get that next year. No worries. We'll, we'll find it next year. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Tuesday on the other side. Our buddy Kenny Kim. Let's talk some Masters next on the Becky Wall Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.